I just want to start this podcast off by uh, remembering the victims of Pearl Harbor and, you know, Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. It's going to put a little bit of a damper on the beginning of this podcast because of what the, the podcast is actually about, but I don't want to get off of or um, not acknowledge a significant date in U.S. history and in world history. So I would like to just really quickly take a moment of silence for the families that are still affected to this day from the attack on Pearl Harbor. Thank you. Let me welcome everyone into the candy store for the rest of the podcast. Enjoy it. You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! Hello and welcome to the Aaron Judge Emergency Edition of the Grind Hours Podcast. Said it was going to happen. It was going to happen one way or the other. And John, it's the way that you and I wanted it to end. Yes. Aaron Judge is returning to the Yankees. The extent of the contract, nine years, $360 million. Pending a physical, he is in Hawaii celebrating his anniversary with his wife. The physical is probably going to get done at some point next week. And he will officially be back in the Bronx. Probably for his entire career, if he signs a one, if he just defies all odds, and is the same player now that he is in nine years, he can probably sign another year-long contract for $45 million for, yeah. for the season and stay till he's 40. But for me, and you know, I wrote an article on this, j.sports.boxspot.com, shameless plug. Go read that. I don't want to spoil the article too much because I, I talk about a lot. I almost wrote a thousand words on, and I know that's not that if you're a writer, it's whatever, but that's like what that's like four pages, three, four it's, pages. It's fine. It's double spaced. It's not single spaced. It's, but go read it. It's, I, I think, um, I touch on a lot and I think I captured the essence of more of, of a lot of Yankee fans where, I mean, John, you and I talked earlier. I called you. I woke you well, up this morning. Yeah, I am. Take me through your experience because I'll I'll, okay. I'll I'll tell you mine after. Okay, so I'll even preface this by saying last night was like not a good night because like uh, backtrack. Not to say this is all relevant, but it's it's building towards something. So. <clears throat> I really haven't been drinking a lot of coffee lately, and that's because I haven't been able to make my coffee for certain. Like I, I needed a new coffee maker essentially. Mm-hmm. So, friend of the show, right, Dylan, mm-hmm. did me a courtesy. I sent him the money. He bought me a Chemex. Long story short, I brewed my first cup of coffee with a Chemex. And where this is all leading is that like it's amazing. And I actually, and I took, I drank a second cup of coffee, and it kept me like wired all night like i like i had one during the day and i was fine but then i was like getting kind of groggy and i was like you know what i could have another cup of coffee not remembering you know that i'm 
Like, I haven't really been drinking a lot of coffee the last month. So my caffeine tolerance is not where it once was. Right. Um, and I was just up all night. I slept shittily. Like, I slept so bad. Like, probably the worst night I've slept in, like, I don't know how long. I could not fall asleep for the life of me. So that's just, that's the preface of, like, I woke up this morning, like, in a stu like in a in a daze, like in a stupor. Like I What like time did you wake up? Because I, I know what time I called you. I you like basically you called me as I was getting up. Because I so, called you at 8 36 this morning. That that's was probably the time I was getting up. That's literally the time I was getting up. I set an alarm for 8 15. I didn't get up. I said I hit snooze, snooze, snooze. Right, 8 36. I was like, all right, I'm I'm getting up. And I'm literally like I'm up. I feel like I got like hit in the face. Like I got like in a fight last night, you know, just I'm tired. I'm beat down. And then just the elation, just the absolute pure joy, elation washes over me. And it's taken me the rest of the day up until now that I still am tired, but like just elated, relieved. Um, all the expletives, all the adjectives, they are, I am all of them. Okay. There are no words to, to express the joy and the satisfaction and the relief that Aaron judge still to this day and for the foreseeable future is a New York Yankee. Well, at least for the next nine years, at um, least for the next nine years. And my, my morning looked a little bit different. I woke up around eight 15 because I was going to record with uh, Chris Lynch. We were going to talk some Iona hoops. And he was a little bit late. You know, he was, he was, we were set to record at 8.30. He was running a little bit late. So I decided while waiting for him to, you know, do what I do. John, you know what I, you know my morning routine. I, I read the paper every morning. So I went to the post and started to look. I just punched in the post website and the first thing that comes up is judges back. And I was sitting in this chair and I went almost all the way back to the door in terms of pushing myself away from the, the desk. You almost flew out of, out of the room. It, it almost propelled me completely out of the room through the door. Cause the door was closed. Grab my phone rush onto Twitter and go, okay, does Passon have it? No, Passon doesn't have it yet. Does um does Sherman have it? Sherman doesn't have it yet. Not Wait, trusting Heyman on this news. No, specifically no, no. on this news, not trusting Heyman on this news. Does Morosi have it? John Morosi. He was the one that broke it. Yeah. Saw that when okay, Morosi has it. Does Oli have it? Oli had it. Okay. Does Rosenthal have it? Rosenthal has it. When I saw Rosenthal had it, those are three guys that, again, Oli and Morosi are not going to be, they're not the household, Oli a little bit because he works for ESPN, but John Morosi is not the household name no. that a lot of people think of when, when it comes to breaking baseball news. But he is so damn reliable that... Yeah. I almost call it, but I just wanted to double check because I didn't want to get hoodwinked again. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I get it. And the fact that Ken Rosenthal, Buster only had it, it kind of signed seals, delivers it. He, you well, know, I, I knew the, if the post had it, you know, usually, but you know, Heyman works for the post and, but if they put it on the website, I was like, Oh my God, this is real. Yeah. Look, Speaking and then of confirm a... it on Twitter. 
call you. Um, Morgan actually called me on her way to work after I got off the phone with you. And just the the yes, the 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 elate you put put it perfectly, the elation. The relief this. satisfaction, the the just the like I can like breathe now. It's it is because there was a, a weird I mean I was on edge the entire rest of the uh, yeah. of the K show yeah. working after the Heyman tweet because I was the first one that saw it and sent it into the group chat with with, with the guys. Yeah, the aura, the aura around this. I, I know exactly what you mean. The energy, the aura, like the the feeling was I, that you could like they say that you could cut the tension with a knife. It was I, like we were. It was like we were greeting him, but he already had one foot out of the door. Yeah. And we were like all of Yankee Nation was just pulling him back in. Like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You gotta stay for one more couple. And there's a story that, that is now, I think, legend. Even though it <laughs> the signing isn't even a twenty-four hours old, of Hal Steinbrenner, who is oh. currently in vacation in Italy. So there is a eight Six hour eight. time difference. Oh from, yes. Actually, I it's think even, it's it's even more between Hawaii and Italy. It's nine. It's nine hours from there to San Diego, which is where Judge was last night. So it's a nine hour time difference. Yeah, it's nine hours. Yeah. Steinbrenner gets on the phone with Judge and says, "Do you still want to be a Yankee?" He says, "Yes." He gave him the offer that San Francisco uh, was offering him. And he says, okay, we'll get the ninth year. We'll give you the extra 40. And that sealed the deal. Now, the po- let me just talk about the Padres offer. The Padres? Because the Padres they were, they were the are mystery just... Team? Were they the huh? mystery team? The Padres were the mystery team. <laughs> the Padres <laughs> reportedly... And I put air quotes in reportedly. Is this the 10-year 400 that I was? was 10 oh. years oh. 400. Oh, okay. That is okay, not okay. accurate. I saw something, something, SDP 400. I said, who's SDP? San Diego I Padres. Not, I could not put together San Diego Padres. I just didn't think they were in on this. I didn't realize the Padres. Okay, all right. now They kind of like Godfather Judge, I think, where they just like, they're like, oh, he's in San Diego. Let's give him an offer he can't refuse. And he refused it. It wasn't. I. I. I am. Where I am. Where. I can believe the ten years, but I know it's not four hundred. No. The reason why I know it's not four hundred is because a guy that I trust with everything Yankee, and it's you know a household name. One Michael K said he had sources saying it wasn't four hundred. He also had sources yesterday saying the Yankees weren't out of it. And lo and behold, the Yankees run out of it, out of it, and they sold, they sealed the deal. So whoever source that Kay has, who yes. works for the, he's the Yankee broadcaster for goodness sakes, knows what they're talking about. Go figure. Yeah, chefs. And kids. and I'm going to trust him by saying that the Padres' offer was not 400 million, but it but was a significant offer, and it is believed. To be that he turned down more money, not just in in San Diego, but also in San Francisco, to return to the Yankees because San Francisco 
has said they would have went up from nine three sixty. And that's and that's when I say when I said when I said this before we got on the air about like us staring down the barrel of the gun is that you know the next move was like you know like Michael I said this on the podcast the other day and like and this is referencing Michael K about desperate teams do desperate things. Of course the Giants would have of course the Giants would have kept going because they're looking the they're we we're the ones with Aaron Judge, right? Aaron Judge is a Yankee. Or at the time he was a Yankee, right? Right. So we're playing with house money, right? These guys are trying to steal him away from us. So of course they're gonna keep going up. Right. Uh, but I, I don't let think me let I, me I understand your narrative. I understand the narrative of the Giants of the Desperate Team, the 18th in attendance, all of their, you know, stars of the early 2010s have now all pretty much aged out. But the Yankees were desperate too. No, they were. Because and I don't think a... that's getting enough play. The no, desperation in which oh. Hal Steinbrenner operated with, because he saw the reality. Hell, we lived in it for seven minutes. Well, the exactly. reality of no Aaron Judge. That reality that is... was doomsday. As we said on the podcast that was put out yesterday, that reality was nuclear wasteland territory. No, I know. No, I know. And I'm not saying that we were not desperate. Absolutely, we were desperate. Because, like I said, Besides the accolades, besides the face of the franchise, besides John, I have think... some breaking news. Oh, oh, sorry to sorry to 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 uh to break this up, but uh, we'll we'll I'll cue in the 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 breaking news sound effect. The Japanese outfielder Masataka yes. Yoshida and the Boston Red Sox are in agreement on a contract. The Red Sox have swung back today with not only getting Kenley Jansen, which I yeah. think is a tremendous move for them because they did not have a closer, a, a guy in Jansen that I thought um, could have fit the Yankees perfectly well. And I know that the Yankees are, are content with Clay Holmes as their closer, but I still think they need arms in the bullpen outside of uh, bringing back Tommy Canely. But Yoshida is a guy that I thought was going to be um, a guy that could just plug in in left field and play tremendously in the Yankee Stadium. Lefty yeah. bat, he had he has a really he had a really good slash line for the Onyx Buffaloes or Ornix Buffaloes, however you say it, of uh, the Japanese league last year, and didn't take long for Yoshida to sign. Posted yesterday. No, not at all. Signed today. Not at all. I'm looking I, I don't even think now. he was posted for well over 24 hours. So that is coming from ESPN's Jeff Passan. Just leave it to the Red Sox to spoil the party. Just let's literally... I don't think it's spoiling the party. I think no, are... no, but like it doesn't it's an arms the... race. It is. It doesn't, in the it doesn't AL East, spoil... it's an arms race. It doesn't but spoil they're... the party, but like, man, they know how to like just come in and like take a shit on like a good day. Well, no, entirely. like this not is the entirely. off season. This is the off season that I they know. swung back, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault them. Um, a guy that I team. thought they were gonna be really, I, I was wrong. I thought one of the Yankees' main contenders for Benintendi would have been the Red Sox because of the relationship that they had there. 
And I know it was a different general manager, but, you know, Benintendi potentially going back home, he was beloved in Boston. Yeah. So that was a, a reunion that I thought was logical. I thought was going to be um, something that happened, but it looks like Yoshida is now a member of the Red Sox and he's going to be a thorn in the Yankee side for the numbers that Passon just tweeted out. Five years, 85 million. Well, speaking of swinging back, I, I don't want us to lose. I don't want us to completely deviate from the Aaron Judge like signing. But, you know, there still is a hole at shortstop, and it would be a damn shame, just a damn Damn shame for the Boston Red Sox if somehow, some way, Xander Bogarts wasn't on the team next year. Hmm. I, I don't. don't... Th- I think this is a compl. I I think both of the um, both of the moves that the Red Sox made today and getting Jansen and now Yoshida, who that contract's going to bring him until his aged thirty four season because he's twenty nine years old right now. I think they're complementary moves because earlier in the day. It was reported that Bogarts is in serious conversations with the Red Sox and coming back. I think no matter what, um, the the Red Sox would have brought in another big name star if they lost Bogarts. Um, so I don't think the Red Sox are done, but I think and I think the Red Sox are clearly they're they're willing to spend a little bit of coin to remain competitive and which brings us back to the original point of uh, every team is going to be doing something i hope the yankees don't make this their that that was another thing and um we can take a, a really quick break to to discuss that a little bit so uh we'll be back right after this break SeaGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistance programs. Through an app-assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies, Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch, and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistance programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chowmatch app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, 
and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley re rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. In the first half, we discussed our, our overwhelming joy in Aaron Judge coming back with a little bit of breaking news in terms of Jeff Passan and the Boston Red Sox and the Japanese outfielder Yoshida going to Boston five years, $85 million again, just on the contract details. We were talking about the Red Sox making complimentary moves. Well, I think the Yankees are also going to make some complimentary moves as well because you look around the, you look around the roster, left field is wide open. Sorry, Aaron Hicks, you're at best the fourth outfielder on this team. They're not playing Giancarlo Stanton every day in left field. Not no. going to happen. So you need a left fielder. You look at the left field options. Well, Yoshida was one. He is now off the, the docket. Benintendi is still out there. The Yankees really, really like Benintendi. They would, I, I think it would make a lot of sense for Union because of the way he plays and the way that plays in the Yankees lineup and in Yankee Stadium and in the ballparks in the AL East because he's familiar and, with all of them. Yeah, and not even to say, like, I feel like we really didn't get a chance to see. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to that, the idea of Andrew Manatini coming back because I feel like we never really got a chance to watch him. Be like, the player he potentially could be? Yeah, because, like, he got hurt, and then, like, he got off to a slow start, then he got hurt, and then it was kind of like the rest of the season was up in the air. Um, but before we kind of go into the complimentary moves, which I think they will, and I'm going to circle back to this point, I just want to finish, like, what I was kind of my thought about, like, you know, the Yankees were desperate in order to get Judge back, and they absolutely were desperate because if they weren't desperate, they would have they said, no, eight. And he would have left, and that would have been gone, and that would have been it. Um, but we are desperate because, like, speaking of complimentary moves and speaking of, like, everything, like, this take away all the great things Aaron Judge does and the great person Aaron Judge is off the field, right? Take him out of the lineup, and it is quite scary to think of a, of a Yankee lineup without Aaron Judge. And that's just – that's. Just you want to know the Yankee basic. lineup without Aaron Judge? Do you know what it was equivalent to last last year in the second half? That's basically it. Do you know, but do, do you know what team the Yankees are complementary to in the second half? No. The Pittsburgh Pirates. That sounds about it was, right. It was Aaron Judge and literally the Pittsburgh Pirates in terms of production in the second half of the year. That's it. Yeah, so, so if you, we absolutely were desperate, but also I will say though, legendary, legendary Hal Steinbrenner moment. Like to me, that that that's that is gonna be legend from now until like forever. Like that's gonna be a legendary Hal Steinbrenner moment. Like George has had his dad had legendary moments. That's a legendary Hal Steinbrenner moment. Dude. Oh, I'm sorry for the for the just correcting a, a mistake on 
I read the, the, the tweet from Passing Raw. It is more than 85 million. The official is 90 million on the contract with a 15.4 posting fee that they have to pay the Buffaloes in Japan. So the, the entirety of the deal is five years, 105.4 million for the Red Sox. Just closing yeah. up on that. Sorry. Continue. It's it's all good. But like, you know, like George Steinbrenner had legendary moments, right? This was a legendary house Steinbrenner moment because let like, me <laughs> let me throw let me throw this upon you that I'm glad you brought this up. We all remember when he was booed when they brought back Jeter and Jeter mm-hmm. said, Don't boo this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it safe to say that today, John? December 7th, 2022, that Hal Steinbrenner earned his pinstripes. <laughs> I would, well, all right. Yes, for the masses, but I actually have enjoyed, like, hearing Hal Steinbrenner talk in the last, like, not even couple, the couple seasons, or maybe so. Like, I think there was, like, one time he was on the K show, and just the fact that, like, he the owner of the New York Yankees is having a conversation like with on the rate, like with anybody, like, it, like he doesn't have to do that. So to me, that no, but it was expected because of who his dad was and he's not his dad. Clearly he's not his dad. No, and... no, he's becoming his own person. And now like the, 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 I think, I think what it is is like, yeah, Yankees fan, like he did earn his pinstripe, so to speak, because now I feel like Yankee fans have now that, connection to him right they had that that appreciation for like what he did because i don't know and it, we'll see because i well, still I mean, think it's too early to tell because saying, the appreciation factor we will see i i still don't think yankee fans trust him i really no, don't but I'm to me he's earned the right to say hey look yeah i well, still want to because that's how i feel like me he still wants to win that this is a move where he's like listen you can paint whatever narrative you want about me. I want this. Yeah. I want to. I want to bring the Can Yankees I... back. And I think this is a move where we know they are no different than they were when they got swept out of the playoffs. It's Absolutely. the same team. They are no different. They are the same team. Actually, no. Sorry, technically, a little less. Because now you don't have Tyone. You have you have some starting pitching stuff we have to deal with. Yes, but but but, but yeah, on the same count. basically the same level. They're you know looking like the same, and that team won ninety nine games. How do you improve on a ninety nine win season? Again, left field, big hole. There's some questions on the left side of the infield. Do they want to get off IKF? You can trade him because defensively he had 10 defensive run saves, according to Fangraphs last year, 10. That's as elite as it can get defensively. So you can say he's, he's an all-worldly defender. Now, whether Yankee fans believe that or not, they don't. But that's what the Yankees, yeah. that's what Boom preaches, and the numbers back it up. He is one of the best defensive players in, in the game. You can trade yeah. him off. You can attach a prospect to Josh Donaldson, get him off of third base, put a healthy DJ LeMahieu at third base, give Peraza shortstop, 
And if you want to get off of Glaber to get more pitching, because there was a report out at the deadline that the Yankees said no to a Glaber Torres for Pablo Lopez package, which Pablo Lopez is a pretty good pitcher. I know yeah. he pitches in Miami, but he guess guess who he has to pitch against a couple of times a year and who he had to pitch against before they shipped him out to San Diego. Juan Soto. Juan Soto yeah. And he had to pitch against that Phillies lineup all year last year. And he had to pitch against that Mets lineup all year last year. So he's facing good offenses. Yeah, it's not like he's hitting. He's facing the I know he pitches in Miami and the media is different, but he can play. It's not like he's pitching in Oakland. No, he's pitching where he's pitching in a division that like matters. Yeah, and where there where there's good players, not where there's just one good team and a and a bunch of other rinky ding franchises. Yeah. Well, and I think sorry, uh, NL West. Not yeah. sorry. Sonny Gray but can I, go pound sand. I think, and like coming back with all this stuff is like. You know, this is how I feel as a Yankee fan right now. Like, Hal did what he had to do, right? I mean, Hal and Brian. I take it back. It's not just Hal. Because, I mean, Hal was I don't the think, No, no, no. I don't think Brian Cashman and Don was all over this yesterday in the K show. Ha, uh, um, Cashman, excuse me, he tapped out probably two weeks ago. Saying, this is too rich for my blood. Don't do this. These Hal were said, no, 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 no. We want him. I want him. He's Which, gonna remain a Yankee. He wants but, to be here. So let's get this done. Exactly. And and like I said, and, and ultimately Hal's the guy who's signed off. Now it's I think how is the you know there there are times where the owner has to step in and get something done. And that's that's what happened this year. That's what happened with Judge. But there are also on top of that to have a true successful offseason. There are times when the general manager has to work around and fix the, all the, all the holes and plug them, and that's something that I'm looking at with Brian Cashman. And I said this on the podcast that was released yesterday that we recorded on Monday. Cashman has to have a successful off season so that he doesn't have to go out at the deadline and do that much damage control. Great them. He's going to have to get, I mean, that that's just natural. Teams are going to have to go out. If you want to win now, they're going to have to go out because injuries happen and people want to perform and fix what you need to fix at the deadline. But in order for that not to, because look at, you know, the 09 team. The, you know, the 09 team, they went out and they spent like drunken sailors. And they spent wisely like, that, that drunken sailor money was spent wisely because it was spent on things that were actually needs. Yeah. And but we can do that still. Look at the 09 deadline. They didn't really do much. No, they got they some need... relief pitching. That was pretty much it. Because they didn't need to. They got some utility this. guys. That was pretty much it. They didn't do much else. So Which they can do. I mean, that's what I'm looking back. for. I'm looking for an Ona, and there's not the star power like uh, um, Sabathia and Teixeira and Burnett. But there are people on the open market, there are guys on the open market that can make this offseason who so 08 worthy. Who else would you who else would you 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 say are someone we should be looking guys we should be looking to sign? Or trade for. 
or trade, trade market, I'm going to need a little bit more time. But on the open market, I would kick the tires on Swanson. I think he's a guy, a culture guy, and a guy who literally plays every day. That you can just pencil him in. He's good at shortstop every yeah, single I like day. Swan I like Swanson a lot, too. And I think... I, I think, think there's a guy... I would hold my nose with Rodon. I know a lot of Yankee fans like him. I know a lot of Mets fans like him. I would hold my nose and say, if we buy, if we get this guy, we got to hope for health. And that's a big if and a big hope. But he is clearly the best pitcher out there right now. Um, if not him, the I'm blanking on the Japanese pitcher. But I would go out and look at him. And potentially dip into the signing, the, the international signing money and, and draft him or draft him. Sign him. Then you're looking at guys like Jerickson Profar, who I love. I think he's a winning player and gets overlooked because he can literally play every position on the field yeah. at a league average rate and have an above average bat. Um, plan D would probably be Michael Brantley for left field. Defensively, he's not what you want. No, but offensively, he's always offensively if he can if he's back healthy and you, and that physical goes well and, and you get a healthy Michael Brantley offensively in Yankee stadium, he is a guy where you could potentially have him leading off next to judge. Yeah. Or if you're more traditional and you want to be one of those Yankee fans, he could be your two hole hitter and you could have DJ and then Brantley and then judge and then Rizzo or judge Stanton Rizzo as a one through five. You could go that route. I, I I wouldn't do Bogarts just because it seems like he's not going to age right. I would kick the tires on Correa. I know that would upset a lot of people, uh, upset upset the apple cart with a lot of Yankee fans. But listen, Correa's Correa's the guy that's going to move the needle. Yeah, and he's younger than all the other shortstops on the open market. That's that's also true. And he, he is another guy who's a winning player. I think I think the Yankees can make a lot of big moves. And like they if they do it, like you said, the 09 team spent money, but they spent money wisely. So if they spend money and they spend it wisely, this could be very a very fruitful offseason. This, this this signing judge to me was the first piece to yes. this. The most crucial, but it's the first. But it's it, an expectation. I would say it's an expectation. Yeah. So now that, now that that expectation has been met, and it, this is not, it, again, I put this in the article, and I don't want to step on the article too much, but what's next? And I'm not saying that to, to, to know, damper the celebration. I want to celebrate this judge signing from now until hopefully we're, we're spraying champagne in October and for eight more years after this. But what is next to get us to a competitive to be able to compete with uh with, with houston what is next to close that gap because that gap is not that it it's not far but it's not close either they no, swept you it's not close and then you have other teams now climbing you have other teams coming for us boston I, clearly I, I really don't think it's that far I really I, don't, I don't think, think we're, we're that, that far, far off from Houston. I don't think we're that far either, but they need to make, like I said, 
circling back to our original point from the podcast the other day, we need to make move. We have to continue now to con- keep making moves because clearly other teams are not going to stop. Right? Houston is making moves. Boston, or Boston's making moves. Boston's you know, swinging back after a couple Boston's of down years. Back. You know, a down year because they were two games not in the World same. Series in twenty one. Tampa is doing their own psychotic, methodical way of. They're swinging. in the corner. They're in the straight jacket. They're, 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 they'll always be there. But they're crunching numbers. They're crunching, and they're scary when they start crunching numbers. Like they traded away. Um, like uh, I was talking to like one of my friends at work, and I, they said like they he said they trade the Mets traded away or the Mets traded for some relief pitcher. I forget the name. Um, from the Rays, and I was like, "Why'd they trade for? Why they? Why'd the Rays trade him away? Because you know the Rays. Every time they do something, it's for a reason." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I I, I say it all the time. It's like Danny Ainge in the NBA. If yeah, the Rays like, are calling to talk about anything, how are the kids? Where'd you go on vacation? How'd you shoot in golf? Oh, you want to talk baseball? No thanks. Click. Yeah. You don't talk to the Rays about. You don't make trades with those people. No, because there, there's least... a reason. It's like Belichick too in the NFL. Why? Why are you getting off of this guy? What's wrong with him? Nothing's wrong with him. You're lying to me. There's something wrong with him. Yeah, or like, why do you want this guy? Like, why do you want this person? Oh no, they're pretty good. They're, I think they're a fair set. Yeah, okay. Uh huh. Thank you for thank you for telling me that this person is extremely valuable. Right. I'm gonna go and... yell at my analytics department and say, why are we not figuring this out? Yeah. So. But and then there's Blue Jays. To end this all Bro. off, to end this all off, John, last words. I am overjoyed. I think the Yankees are back. They are back in the way that we know that they're big boys again. We've put our big boy pants back on. And I, I couldn't be more happy about that. Last I, words and tell the people what you got going on. Well, you know, just living the dream. Same thing as last time, but. I, the relief really now just a little bit more relief. caffeinated than the last time a little yeah a little more caffeinated i'm a little uh, but the the sense of relief is just it's i can't me- it's imme- i can't measure it's palpable it's palpable i can't it's unmeasurable i can't i can't put it to words because it's just the excitement of like what's coming next is is where i'm looking forward to and like I said, I think, and I'm not like you said. I'm not saying what's next in the say to like to say like, hey, aren't you like, are you not satisfied with what just happened? I am extremely satisfied, but I'm just like, I can't wait for baseball season, and I can't wait for this off season to continue. And I hope the Yankees continue, like you said, be the big boys that like put our big boy pants on. Show us, like show us, like you you did the like. The hardest, the most crucial, the biggest piece is that that is said and done. But we can't stop here because I, if we're looking to the future, this is great. This is awesome. But like you said, there are these other teams that we know are making moves too. And I just want us to not only have judge, but I want us to be have judge and be competitive. And we can do both. John, thank you so much for coming on. Be well, all right? All right. Peace. On this side of the coin, that's Fake J. Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. I've got an article out, as I said on this podcast. I have an Aaron Judge piece out. My thoughts on the signing, my thoughts on where they could potentially go, and the five questions that they have to answer in order to 
close the gap and actually compete with the Houston Astros for the 2023 AL crown to play in the World Series. So go check that out. Uh, again, jdatasports.blogspot.com. It's also up on my Twitter. It's the pinned thing, actually, on my Twitter. Um, so you can go check that out. In terms of this podcast, I teased a little bit Chris Lynch coming on to talk some Iona Hoops. That will be actually Friday. That'll be on the tail end of, of Friday's pod. Jack is actually coming back for picks. Uh, I've confirmed it. We are recording on Friday evening, so I don't believe that he wants the, the Thursday game. I don't want the Thursday game Rams, Raiders. I, I'm intrigued to watch it because of potential Baker Mayfield, but I don't want to bet on the game or lock the game. So we will have a pod up sometime Friday evening. Uh, I don't want to put a time on it, but sometime Friday, Friday night, you will have week 14 locks and some, some Iona hoops talk. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe if, uh, if I can get some things squared away Friday during the day and record potentially a, uh, another segment for that. But as of right now, that's what the Friday podcast is going to look like. And until then, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Aaron Judge is back, baby. Let's go. Peace.